Hello and welcome to Bible Brothers, the podcast where we read the Bible from front to back. Yeah. Was that the crowd? No, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like that. It, now it's just like hollow. It's just, mm. it's like that's is now it's the most accurate heading that we've ever given it. Mm-hmm. Just, it feels a little, I mean, like lacking. But sometimes. I feel like if I was listening to something, you know, I almost like the announcer, you know, welcome to It's the Tonight Show with Robert Padnick and, you know, yeah, like, but maybe I'll just cut out where we read the Bible. Okay. Maybe I'll make a be maybe a bigger cut. Go for it. Welcome to Bible Brothers. I'm your host, Ryan. Yeah. They know at this point. We're yeah. in numbers. Yeah, if you're <laughs> Yeah, if you don't know what's going on, we're numbers, We can't baby. help you at that point. No. Welcome to Bible Brothers. I'm Robert Padnick. With me, as always, is Dan Klein. Hello, Dan. Robert, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And what a what a normal show we're about to have. Well, we are about to have a very normal, just the two of us chatting. Classic. Classic. Going back to basics. But I will say we are, this is the first time we're doing like a hands-free. Oh, yeah. Virtual. <laughs> Like it does feel like the we're closest in VR. to virtual reality will ever come to because we are not holding our mics; they are on mic stands. And this is we haven't done a uh, podcast equipment review in a long time. No, it's about time. People yeah. are kind of wondering, well, hey, do you still have the same tech? Right, and not even close. How are you uploading your files these days? That's well, no, that's also everything is different. different. Everything, everything is, is changed. Yeah, it's all different, guys. I hope you can hear it in the. Um, you know, quality. I guess the quality or just the freedom <laughs> that we have to not worry about our tech because it's so sweet right now. It's all right here. It's right in front of us. We've got two microphones on mic stands. So we look like we're set up for a concert, but it's just two men facing each other in one room. It's a lot of work just to talk to you. <laughs> it took a long time to set it up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and getting the mics right was really hard. And we don't even know if they're kind of in the right position. We hope so. I mean, this could sound terrible. And even though it wasn't a lot of money. It was less money than the other microphones. Less money than buy. other things we bought for the show. Uh, I mean, just another big hit for the, the Bible Brothers coffers. You know what? I'm going to take a picture of it as we're talking about it. Take a photo of me talking. And then I got my mic in there too, so people know. That it's real? And there's a lot just for us trying to talk. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, it's another big hit. And I'll tell you who's going to be the... The, you know, we can cover it because of the, our patrons, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll tell you who's not happy about this. Well, he has mixed feelings about it. It's true because it makes his life maybe a, a little bit easier, but it's he our, might rather have his favorite thing, which is eating money. Eating money. It's Cooper Peltz, our editor, and he, you know, he only loves two things in life, and it's editing and eating our money. Mm-hmm. And this is going to help the editing. But yeah, he's not going to eat as much money this week because uh, we don't have it because we went to these mic stands. It's kind of like on the backs of Marvel cards. It would tell you Here we go. the character. <laughs> okay. So much better than the Bible. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> it would tell you like the character's agility, strength, uh, stamina, endurance. Like right. I had different, but you know, everyone had like an e- a pretty equal. Or like Mario Kart. Yes, that it's like if you have a lot of speed, you're not going to have a lot of power. Right. So Cooper has a lot of editing, editing. right now. <laughs> Not a lot of money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it equals out or balances out, I guess. Yeah. You have a certain amount of uh, character traits, skill points that you can allot to different categories. And right now we put it all in editing. If you were like for Mario Kart, did you have specific like, do, yeah, do you have a preference of like a little guy or a big guy? Yeah, I think I like the big guys. Nice. I like to knock people out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're a bruiser. And they have uh, more... Uh, Less acceleration, but they can reach a higher velocity oh. if you keep going, I believe. 
and I like the little guys because ah. the 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 strength and raw power of a big guy kind of scares me. That's great. Yeah. I love how on different things we have different opinions. <laughs> it evens out. Yeah, that's nice. Well, um, I wonder how we're going to feel about numbers. Numbers. Big numbers. <laughs> Let's hear I, it. You know, I was thinking more about numbers. Yeah. I'm just like, I respect it. You seem very charmed by numbers. I'm charmed by numbers. <laughs> it's exactly what you, th- if you said to someone, <laughs> yes. hey, what do you think numbers is about? You're going to be right. Yeah. I think based on the three previous books and the results of that, you're because, like all bets are off. Right. And now having a straightforward book, it's almost comforting. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're numbering all the people. We're just finding out the numbers. Yeah. And it's called numbers. That makes total sense. And yeah. we were even asking in Leviticus and maybe Exodus, we were like, how many people are there? We were mm-hmm. we, It's true. They it's answered a question. a question that we had. Like, yeah. that's good writing. Like, that's true. They anticipate, like, we, I bet they're wondering how many people there are. Right. We better make it clear. So I, I like that. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. I'm very curious where it's going. I mean, again, last week, it seemed like they were preparing for a potential war. They didn't really say yeah. there was an enemy. Oh, right. The Maybe Levites. Yes. Can you guys sit down, sit <laughs> yeah. out this one. <laughs> you guys. Hey, we're going to give you the really cool responsibility of watching the tabernacle, but it's a special job. We're going to go fight this war. So we're going to go. We'll get to eat like all the burnt offerings. No, no, no. Yeah. Not for you. Even what I wanted to so badly to be a story about how the Levites ended up saving the day i i just don't feel like it's gonna go there absolutely i not. really do feel like they I are just gonna zero percent chance i think they're just going to clean up and i don't even think they'll tell us that they do that no i think it's just I think that's the last we've heard of the levites i think so they're gone yeah <laughs> they're going the way of uh, miriam yeah it's just like a detail yeah and i guess maybe it was important or it's just more important to when they were first writing it to like place those people or I guess, you know, people would have the question, what's going to happen to the tabernacle if everyone goes off to war? Maybe they're answering that. Maybe it's for this question that we didn't have, which is, who's guarding the tabernacle? My least favorite part of writing is often when you have to, in a, a script, have to, like, answer, answer a, a, question a potential question. For someone who's, like, in the weeds. Right. It's like, do we really? I mean. Why go out of our way? Why yes, add not material and, like. Wouldn't that person watching it like be like, I just assume someone's watching it. Like, yes, I don't need a sentence saying and someone was exactly. watching what's going to happen to the tabernacle. It's like they, they figured it out. Guess like, anything let's just can focus happen. On don't worry about the it. The cool battle and yeah. the numbers. Those and sweet, most sweet importantly, numbers. the good big numbers. <laughs> um, well, speaking of numbers, we're getting um, a whole new one member of the God Squad. Ding, ding, ding. Please welcome to the God Squad, Susan. And this is big. Padnick. Oh, my sister. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Susan. She's now an avid listener of the podcast. I don't know if she listens to everyone, but she definitely listens. That's very nice. Proud, yeah. A proud sister. Proud sister. I have she, a proud brother. Who listens? He listens. And how he likes it, I guess. We haven't talked about it in a while, but I think so. She was mad because I called her the Antichrist the first time I mentioned her. <laughs> but I did it. So in, now she's paying you to not do that again. Yeah. Well, I guess, which I just did. So, mm-hmm. oops. Sorry. But, <laughs> I might have to bump it up to the Lamech number <laughs> if you want to get Robert to stop. But thank you, Susan. I appreciate it. Thank you, Susan. I hope to meet you one day. Oh, yeah. She's great. Well, let's go from the number one to the number two. two. A.K.A. Sequential. chapter two of... Uh, numbers that last chapter was a long one this one looks like it's about a regular length so maybe we'll get through two today let's well yeah let's i just see freaked out last time i was just like hey, let's call it it's a lot it was a lot there it was a lot also an evening recording we were probably all a little bit tired a little zonked but now it's uh, daytime daytime we do, there's we a light breeze and i'm i guess that's air conditioning it's very biblical that like 
daytime we got all the time in the world nighttime everyone go to bed all right we reset hate nighttime we hate nighttime we can't do anything yeah it's a time for your plagues to reset reset start again tomorrow yeah so open up those bibles to numbers chapter two it's also like when you you know at the beginning of a new year when you're like it just takes you a second to be like 2021 Yes. You know, like on the top of like a homework yeah. assignment or whatever. Yeah. It's like that for numbers. It's also... It's like, that's fun. Yeah. Different. And, and even just seeing chapter two is kind of crazy. You're like, that's it? That's it? It's just two? It should be like in the 40s 40s right at now. this point, but no. But now it starts over. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, Every man of the children of Israel shall pitch by his own standard with the ensign of their father's house far off about the tabernacle of the congregation shall they pitch. Ah, so pitching, like baseball. That would be great. Uh, they're going to start a baseball league. <laughs> and all the men are going off to war, so it's got to be the women. This is where a league of their own came from. Oh, biblical league <laughs> of their own. And as we established in the last episode, a lot of movies have come from the Bible. Yes, so there you go. But, but what they're actually saying is that God is telling them, you're going to make banners to represent your families. What's the pitch? Oh, pitch your own camp around a the standard tent. as a flag. Make yeah, you're your gonna own flag. Make, you're gonna make a a special little flag. Oh, I like that too. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Okay, that's so funny that God has to tell them that. I want a nice, I want a nice flag. We're gonna have like a little art contest. Camp counselor. Yes, it like feels color like wars. Camp. I mean, they are literally camping too. Yeah, yeah. This is the tr- this is how camp was invented. Yeah, we're like the blue Pikachu's. <laughs> <laughs> And on the east side, toward the rising of the sun, shall they of the standard of the camp of Judah pitch throughout their armies. And Nashon, the son of Aminadab, shall be captain of the children of Judah. And his host and those that were numbered of them were threescore and fourteen thousand and six hundred. Seventy-four thousand six hundred. And so more numbers. Yeah, nice. Keep it going. (laughs) Cool. Eventually, it's going to be like, okay, guys, we get it. We're, um, we are now done with the numbers. Oh, yeah, this is getting a little boring. But for now, I like it. Mm-hmm. And those that do pitch next unto him shall be the tribe of Issachar. And Nethaniel, the son of Zuar, shall be captain of the children of Issachar. Issachar. And his host and those that were numbered thereof were fifty and four thousand and four hundred. Then the tribe of Zebulun and Eliab, the son of Helon, shall be captain of the children of Zebulun. And his host and those that were numbered thereof were fifty and seven thousand and four hundred. All that were numbered in the camp of Judah were a hundred thousand and fourscore thousand and six thousand and four hundred. <laughs> They're ruining it by making the numbers boring. A hundred eighty-six thousand four hundred throughout their armies. These shall first set forth. Yeah, that was a tough number. Yeah, and wait, where are they going? They will set out first, just to war. <laughs> To whoever will have us. <laughs> Who wants to fight us? You know, the Bible doesn't do things in the right order. Right. <laughs> of like setting up a conflict that mm-hmm. a war would be, I mean, not a great response to, but would be, you know, the effect yeah, of the conflict. Who, who's the enemy? What's the situation? Hold on, hold, hold on. on. We're setting out. Here's the troop numbers. Mm-hmm. Numbers of people and we're all starting to walk away. On the south side shall be the standard of the camp of Reuben, according to their armies, and the captain of the children of Reuben shall be Eliezer, the son of Shadur. And his host and those that were numbered thereof were forty and six thousand and five hundred. And those which pitched by him shall be the tribe of Simeon, and the captain of the children of Simeon shall be Shlemuel, the son of Zurishadai. And his host and those that were numbered of them were fifty and nine thousand and three hundred. Then the tribe of Gad, and the captain of the sons of Gad shall be Elias Eliasaph, the son of Reuel, and his host and those that were numbered of them were forty and five thousand and six hundred and fifty. 
and they and one more and that were numbered in the camp of Reuben were 100,050 and 1,450 throughout their armies and and they shall set forth in the second rank. Seems like maybe a bad war plan is he's just like sending people out. It's like once those guys are wiped out, then you guys. Then you go in. We'll do it. But it's like no real plan of attack here. Oh, right. Because he's like in the second rank. Maybe yeah. it's like you're wave two. Right. Maybe. Then the tabernacle of the congregation shall set forward with the camp of the Levites in the midst of the camp. As they encamp, so shall they set forward every man in his place by their standards. So it seems like they're moving the tabernacle. Oh, I guess it's like once we all start going, you can move we're going to need the tabernacle. That's where you Levites have a really important job. Yeah, carry it. On the west side shall be the standard of the camp of Ephraim, according to their armies. And the captain of the sons of Ephraim shall be Elishama, the son of Amihud. And his host and those that were numbered of them were 40,500. Oh, my God. Yeah, we could maybe... It seems like... It's like... The problem is it's not like exactly the same wording, but does that matter? Not really. It's not really. I think if you want, you can just say like the division numbers because now he's basically just saying, hey, these guys are going. They're going out next. These guys are going. They're going out next. I'd be curious to know where they're going. I'm also starting to get a little bit concerned about like an entire religion that has like war this, you know, like this um, steeped in it. Mm. It seems like, you know, with, say, something like Buddhism, Mm -hmm. it's more about, like, individual, you know, what's going on psychologically or inside you, what you feel. Right. This is kind of weird that it's, like, saber rattling. Yes. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) We're the number one religion because we kicked their asses. (laughs) Yeah, we're going in. We're going to fight. those other guys had some good points. We got God on our side. Yeah. Slaughter them. They were nice, but they were losers. Right. This is a little bit unnerving. Yeah, sure. (laughs) To have war. Not going to contradict that. Right. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'm going to do a little... I'm just going to paraphrase what's happening because there's going to be a lot more numbers. Unless... Hey, look. Again, email us. If you love the numbers... It's true. Email us because we're going to... We're making a game time call. You would have to say, don't stop the numbers. Don't stop numbers. But stop the podcast again if you want us to stop. And we will. Yeah, but why would they write, don't stop the numbers, but stop the podcast? That would be their own issue. (laughs) (laughs) And that's on you. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you want to write. Think about it. Just before you do it. Yeah. Let's just paraphrase. There's a tribe of Manasseh. The captain of the Manasseh team is is (laughs) is Gamilael, the son of Pedazur. And they have a number, which I'm not going to say. Then the tribe of Benjamin and the captain of Team Benjamin is Abidon, the son of Gideoni. Hey, it's me. (laughs) Gideoni. (laughs) This this is where Italy started. This is the invention of Italy. Um, Just so you know, the last Manasseh had 32,200 and Gideoni has 35,400. If you're keeping track, guys. If you're keeping track. All that were numbered of the camp of Ephraim, um, and they had a number. I'm not even going to say it. And they shall go forward in the third rank. Okay, Ephraim, you're third. The standard of the camp of Dan shall be on the north side by their armies, and the captain of the children of Dan shall be Ahizer, the son of Aminashadai. Amish, Amishadai. And they have 62,700. Yep. You number freaks. And they have a number. And those that encamp by him shall be the tribe of Asher. And the captain of Team Asher is Pagiel, the son of Akram, and they have a number. 41,500. Then the tribe of Naphtali, and team captain of Naphtali is Ahira, the son of Enon. 53,400. Then they that were numbered in the camp of Dan, were they also have a number. 
you want to say? 157,600. So they, we're talking hundreds, because each time they've done one of these sections, it's been over 100,000 people. So we're like at a million easy yeah. at this point. They shall go hindmost with their standards. These are those which were numbered of the children of Israel by the house of their fathers. All those that were numbered of the camps throughout their hosts were 600,000 and 3,550. But the Levites were not numbered among the children of Israel as the (laughs) Lord commanded Moses. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. So they pitched by their standards. And so they set forward every one after their families according to the house of their fathers. The end. The Levites are like Harry Potter. Yeah, they're They're like, like, and again... They're stuck under the cupboard. You're not coming. Yeah. No, you can't come on a family trip. Everybody hates you. You're disgusting. There's something wrong with you. But I really hope that we find out that the Levites have something special to offer. Well, I'm glad that we did not do that chapter in the last episode because it was very similar to chapter one. That's true. Really it would have just mean. been like, what? It's a, That would have been a rough chapter for a guest. So yeah, you're welcome, so. Christina. Christina, I hope you're Listening on the beach. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or beach. listening on the beach. Yep. Being like, phew. But Dodge boy, am bullet. I enjoying myself. And God, I need the beach right now because it's hot. Because it's hot, hot, hot in Ooh, L.A. Baby, yeah, hot stuff. But man, my life is good. Well, I have nothing to say about that chapter because it was exactly the same as the previous chapter. <laughs> yeah, there's really not much to wrap up on. I mean, there's a lot more people than I thought. War, maybe not the best reason to or it makes sense to start a religion with it. But hearing it in, in you know, far into the future, you're like, mm. this is maybe not good. It's clear. You're clearly like going to be one sided. <laughs> Right. Like so, you're not going to you're not going to incorporate gonna be like, all people, all people's. Uh, if <laughs> yeah. you're, it seems to kind of contradict religion in general, or at least what I imagine it to be. Who do you who would you guess they're going to war with? I don't I mean, who's left Egypt? They're going away from Egypt. That's true. They're going the opposite they're direction. Like, we have to go back. We have to go back. Um, who's the other way? Like Turkey? Um, what are all those three types of people that they're always like earlier in the Bible? They're like the Hittites. Hittites and Amorites. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe it's one of them. Maybe those. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Friggin' Hittites. Hittites. The worst. Oh my God. I mean, look, I don't like that there's war, but I hate the Hittites. Yeah. yeah we got to wipe someone's them Someone's got to go. <laughs> Make it a Hittite. Make it a Hittite. Please. Cannot stand the sight of another Hittite. Who are they? Whatever. If you're a Hittite listening, yeah. email us. Yeah, come at me. Where where do you where are you? Where are you? Who are your people? What's your deal? And what's your side of the story? Oh uh, yeah. What's going Before on? Before I judge you, tell yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, do tell us and maybe we'll come to an understanding. Mm. That's a that's a good religion. That would be a great religion. The whole yes. Oh my god, imagine if they were like telling the story leading they up go to the war. war. Right. Then we cut to the, the Hittite Hittites. village. And they're so similar. Mm-hmm. But they think they're not. Mm-hmm. And then they're going off to war. Maybe their B team, their Levites, mm-hmm. like meet our Levites. And they're mm-hmm. like, these people are we're fr- like they're not enemies. We need to tell our two armies. But and maybe it's too late if this is a tragedy. Like uh-huh. A Shakespearean tragedy is mm-hmm. that they they become friendly, but there's this you know, chaos happening around them. Yeah, but we, the reader, like, take the lesson. We're like, that's tragic, but thank yes. God we have a chance to make things right in our universe. Yes, in the real world. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see what happens in Numbers. Yeah, maybe that'll happen in this chapter. <laughs> numbers chapter three. <laughs> These also are the generations of, Aaron, of oh. Aaron and Moses in the day that the Lord spake with Moses in Mount Sinai. So it's saying the day? Like, this has all been one day? Oh, my gosh. Like all of what Leviticus? I think so. Maybe I guess you could really think of it. Yeah, right. Like let's just get it out there. Just talking. (laughs) Let's just spitball. 
get all the rules out. It's not something that needs to be taken more than a day. You know, we're just kind of blue skying. Uh, yeah, this like should rules. take no more than a day. <laughs> You'll make your dinner. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> we'll get home in time for dinner and then we'll go to war tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, let's write it down. Get home before night. Hide. Yeah, of course, hide immediately. <laughs> and we, we should be good. Here's all the rules. All right, wake up. Day two. Wartime. Yeah, like they escaped Egypt like yesterday what if mm-hmm. this was on such a condensed timeline but we know it's not because there's many generations right right but still like it seems like god and moses have ha- like barely know each other yeah they don't it's really only been they like a really, three like, broken day eyes still it feels like they're still very much like boss employee oh yeah yeah that's true they should have a uh, kind of coming together moment yeah like they get stuck on a, in a situation together like they both get locked up in a hittite prison and they're like mm. i guess if we're here we're gonna have to like get to know each other well like they started off with a great um they dynamic. Off so nice it was like them kind of going at each other yeah and it was like oh boy we these it. two <laughs> they don't like each other yeah I can't talk in front of people. I got uncircumcised lips. Like, what do you want from me, guys? Just kind of like beat Moses down, and he it's did. like by talking so much, being so obsessed. And it's funny because part of me is like, why would you let this ruthless, annoying God guy win that fight? And I think the perspective of the Bible is like, because that's just like how hard life is. Mm. Like he, yeah, God wins. Yeah, yeah. You'd want to hear more from Moses, but that ain't how it happened. Yeah, that's not that's not planet Earth, baby. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like you make your that's on fantasy land. This is like a real religion for yeah. real people. Yeah, this stuff is real. This mm-hmm. is the real, the real stuff. So if you can't handle it, get out. Get out of the kitchen. So he's these are the generations, and these are the names of the sons of Aaron. We know that. Okay, <laughs> but whatever. I'll say. Nadab, the firstborn, and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, the priests which were anointed, whom he consecrated to minister in the priest's office. Oh, and they were the ones who... Oh, yeah, and they're about to say it. And Nadab and Abihu died before the Lord when they offered strange fire before the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai, and they had no children. Strange fire. That's God was like, like yeah, I don't like that. Probably green. It had to have been green. I also like that they say they had no children. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, they've been burned to a crisp. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering, no, these dead guys, no kids. They didn't have kids after they were burnt to a crisp. Burnt up, because God got scared by their weird fire. (laughs) What is that? Yeah, yuck, yuck, yuck. Get him, get him. (laughs) And Eleazar and Ithamar ministered in the priest's office in the sight of Aaron, their father. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near, and present them before Aaron, the priest, that they may minister unto him. And they shall keep his charge in the charge of the whole congregation before the tabernacle of the congregation to do the service of the tabernacle. Woof, what an egregious sentence. Yeah, they're Hated just that. they're working at the tabernacle. They're working at the tabernacle. <laughs> they got a job at the tabernacle. And they shall keep all the instruments of the tabernacle of the congregation and the charge of the children of Israel to do the service of the tabernacle. And thou shalt give the Levites unto Aaron and to his sons. They are wholly given unto him out of the children of Israel. And thou shalt appoint Aaron and his sons, and they shall wait on their priest's office, and the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death. Wait, what? what is this thing of... The... I'm tired. This sucks. <laughs> Boo. That ruins... Boo. Well, I kind of like that we're getting, because there are a lot of questions of like, who are who is everybody again? So right. they're, they're Just a little list- refresher. It's not great. I would love for the, to see the war, but, but what are they saying? The Levites again? Yeah, they're just rehiring the Levites. But why are they saying give the Levites to Aaron and his sons? They are to be given wholly to him. Are they? Is that like a slavery thing? Yeah, I think so. 
think they're like you're my employees slash slaves. Yeah, and we've talked about money and with fields, and we ain't talking about money with the Levites. So you got to assume they're no slaves. money. <laughs> yeah, and what? Are, why do they just throw in also strangers that cometh shall be put to death? Oh, this is like the same thing where it's like Levites are allowed here. Anyone else kill them? Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Make them feel special. They're the security. They're not going to kill anybody. Hey, ID, ID, please. Yeah. You just have to make the Levites think that they're <laughs> they have such an important job. Pew pew. Yes, we're going to kill these guys. Fake if gun. anybody comes here, you let you let me know. Use these big pink guns that <laughs> blow bubbles. Yeah, that will kill them. That'll they'll kill be them. dead by tomorrow. Pew and it, pew. Yeah, make sure to make that noise. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make the noise or it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, okay, you guys, but keep cleaning everything up. All those dead cows and stuff, the crushed beeves. Okay, so so far, nothing new. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, And I, behold, I have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel instead of all the firstborn that openeth the matrix among the children of Israel. Therefore, the Levites shall be mine. Aren't, isn't the matrix we learned is like, a vagina? I think so. Uh, I have to, this is getting, like, scary. I think it's it's very scary to call uh, female genitalia the Matrix. I love it. it I mean, it's very cyberpunk. <laughs> very <laughs> cool. But I have taken the Levites from among the Israelites in place of the first male offspring of every Israelite woman. The Levites are mine. I don't know what he's saying, but it's definitely, like, ominous. It Doesn't that seem like he's been saying... Like, don't go to Moloch because, like, he, he sacrifices kids. He's crazy. Yeah, now so look he's, at, like, he's doing some He's kind of, he's stuff. like, I'm not doing that, but I am going to take the Levites. He sounds a lot like the Pharaoh, the bad one. A little bit. It sounds like if you live, you live long enough to be, uh, the, to villain be the villain in the story. Yeah. Batman. Batman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that's a story. Oh, yeah. That guy, can you believe it? They can killed you believe his parents. It? <laughs> I mean, can't you believe it? (laughs) Can we just take a break from the Bible to say, can you believe what happened to this Batman guy? He could have just packed it up. Of course, you know. Could have and should have. Most of us would have just crumbled. Yeah, especially he has no superpowers. Nothing. And he decides, you know what? This has affected me so deeply. I don't want anyone to go through I'm going to turn my trauma into power, into my strength. And build cool weapons. Yeah. With all this money I get from... What does his business do? It's like, do they make weapons, right? Um, sort of like a Raytheon. Well, like. yeah, it seems like they're kind of like telecom mm. in the new movies, but I'm sure they weren't always that when they were written. I think yeah, they were just like... There's probably more patriotism in the earlier days. I think they were kind of like Rockefellers where like mm, they just, just vaguely mo- like had their hands in everything related to Gotham. Like right. they just like old money, steel, I'm sure they property. were part of the train. They built the Gotham train system, of like course. everything. Like, right. They provided all the metal and yeah. That kind I don't of know. Stuff. I'm sure there's some comic where they like get into like the history of Gotham and like how the. I mean, they must have been like, how did they make their money? Let's do a little series about that. That'd be cool. You should pitch that. I should look it up first. To DC. Yeah. DC. Exists. If, yeah, you're, if listening, you're listening, Bible Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> sponsor us. Sponsor us first, please. And um, and do you want to hear that story about how they made their money and maybe they had other. It's a cool spinoff. I don't know. Like, it's like Grandpa. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and some I'm sure some of our friends from the contemporary show make an appearance, like mm-hmm. maybe a young penguin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. penguin's father. Yeah, like um yeah, penguin's father. Yeah, he's involved some, on like the city council. He was like wronged by Bruce's oh. uh, great grandfather. That's and- a great idea too is that the some of the villains parents were good right they started or, or they you know, were good yeah yeah they were yes that could be cool you tell us dc <laughs> yeah just Let tell us me know what, what it is 
All right, where? Oh, Bible. Bible. Oh, yes, the Bible. Numbers. Because all the firstborn are mine. For on the first day that I smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I hallowed unto me all the firstborn in Israel, both man and beast. Mine shall they be. I am the Lord. Yeah, this is getting freaky. And I'm kind of now curious what he is saying, because it sounds like, oh, you've turned evil. Yeah, like, it seemed he... I killed all the Egyptian firstborns, I think. And, and that- he's basically saying, like, I my plan was to kill and take all the firstborn. Uh-huh. But because you guys were getting wronged at that point, I like skipped over you guys, but I still technically own them. Oh, I think is sort of what he's saying. Like Maybe. all firstborns are, I get like are a mine, stake, whether I kill them or own them. Yeah. Like I could have. And so therefore I own them. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, that's pretty dark. Yeah. Where, where does he, where's he going with this? And he's like, I'm the Lord as he always <laughs> does when he's this and crazy. I'm the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, Number the children of Levi after the house of their fathers by their families, every male from a month old and upward shalt thou number them. And Moses numbered them according to the word of the Lord as he was commanded. I bet he's like, I, this is getting ominous. Like, remember all that numbers that you liked in the first two chapters? Now number them because they're like, I own them. This is freaky. This is not a thing like, I mean, especially as like a Jewish person, it's like, boy, when they start like numbering right. views, it, it, that's that's when Holocaust. Yes, a line has been crossed. And I know people like felt that way with ice and, you know, like once you start assigning the things, government starts being like, why don't we count these people I yeah. don't like? Let's start with counting them. I think when the government wants to count a subsection of people, it's always trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so God is yeah. starting to do that here. It's really unnerving to see. Yeah, I'm unsettled I'll in a good way. I Counting guess. these Levites. Yeah, I guess it's good that we like, know I we have, have that. That there's I have a feeling about mm-hmm. this chapter. Mm-hmm. And these were the sons of Levi by their names. Gershon and Kohath and Merari, and these are the sons of the sons of Gershon by their families, Libni and Shimei, and the sons of Kohath by their families, Amram and Izahar, Hebron and Uziel, and the sons of Merari by their families, Mali and Mushi. <laughs> <laughs> Mali and Mushi, that's like a kid's show. Mali and Mushi is like our <laughs> new Umum and Thumum. Yes. And, and us and Buzz. <laughs> It's, you know, like slime is really popular with kids. Yeah. So it's like this little girl, Molly and Mushy is like her slime friend. Slimy friend. Oh, yeah. Molly and Mushy is a great title. DC. DC or Nickelodeon (laughs) Nickelodeon. or (laughs) Paramount Plus, like whoever's listening. I don't know who is doing anything these days. Molly and Mushy. That's good, guys. Think about it. Mm -hmm. These are the families of the Levites according to the house of their fathers. Of Gershon was the family of the Libnites. And the family of the Shemites, and these are the families of the Gershonites. These, those that were numbered of them, according to the number of all the males from a month old and upward, even those that were numbered of them were 7,500. Okay, so there are a lot of Levites, but there, it does seem like there's significantly less than others. And it does seem like the Israelites have just escaped slavery from Egypt and are quickly making their own um, kind of subjugated <laughs> yes. group known as the Levites. Immediately. Yeah, because really, if we think this is all like a day, <laughs> yeah, like he got then out, it's really made some rules, and was like, you know what? Give me those Levites. Yeah, they <laughs> separate them. There's yeah. less of them. What I are didn't they know do? about this part. This is freaky. This is not. This is really bad stuff. The families of the Gershonites shall pitch behind the tabernacle westward, and the chief of the house of the father of the Gershonites shall be Eliasaph, the son of Lael. 
And the charge of the sons of Gershon in the tabernacle of the congregation shall be the tabernacle and the tent, the covering thereof, and the hanging of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and the hangings of the cord and the curtain for the door of the cord, which is by the tabernacle and by the altar round about, and the cords of it for all the service thereof. Sure. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> and if Kohath was the family of the Amorites, and the family of the Izaharites, and the family of the Hebronites, and the family of the Uzielites, these are the families of the Kohathites. In the number of all the males from a month old and upward were 8,600, keeping the charge of the sanctuary. The families of the sons of Kohath shall pitch on the side of the tabernacle southward. I hate all this, like, north, south, east, west. Yeah, at least they give did us it a with well. the tabernacle, which, like, curtains on this side, curtains on that side. I can't believe we got through all that stuff. That was, like, maybe my lowest point. Yeah, it looks like we're heading right back to uh, another one. Yeah. You know, I have another idea, not for a show, but this would be, like, a commercial uh-huh. for, like, a Miller Light. you know, because everything is, like, lights. Yeah. Uzi, you know, Uzi so it's like, there's, it's, like, a biblical scene, and they're, like, splitting up all the families or something, oh, and then yeah, there's, the like, Levites one family that are, like, the Muzzleites and the, the Bud Lights, Miller Lights. Yeah, and, like, they're cool. They're like the cool family yeah let's yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> it's better than this <laughs> not a great commercial oh, yeah but it's i mean better i'd rather this. be watching that commercial than right? reading this book yeah like maybe someone gets hit in the head with a football or something hey we're the miller lights yeah they're like a little goofier but like the more guys fun. we're trying to get to yes israel or totally whatever. and it's like these guys are holding us up but like would they're, you rather be like cool having like, it's like a guys fun... relax crack open a brewski <laughs> like we're playing volleyball uh, and Moses, you know, takes a sip and he's like, like Moses, you too. It is good. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> okay. Miller Lite, anybody? Uh, if you work for Miller Lite, I guess. And the chief of the house of the father of the families of the Kohathites shall be Elizaphan, the son of Uziel. And their charge shall be the ark and the table and the candlestick and the altars and the vessels <laughs> of the sanctuary wherewith they minister and the hanging and all the service thereof. Prop masters. You get the candlestick. You get to hold on to the stuff. Wow. Lucky you. Lucky you. That's really cool because the Levites, you guys have a great job too, but you guys are security and you're going to like fold up the curtains. Yeah, the Kohathites get the candlestick. You got all the stuff. Don't drop it. Put it in the van. Keep it safe. You know, use those like soft padded blankets to put everything in. We all, we care about you. And how many of there are you again? Yeah. Like, yeah, let me count your family. Okay. Healthy boys. Uh Okay. Copy. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, shall be chief over the chief of the Levites and have the oversight of them that keep the charge of the sanctuary. Of Merari was the family of the Malites and the family of the Mushites. These are the families of Merari. Molly and Mushy. Molly and Mushy is back. I love that. Yeah. I could totally see that. Now, I'm surprised that there isn't a, a anthropomorphic slime friend. I'm sure there is. Well, there was an old Nintendo game, Boy and His Blob. Did you Boy play that? Boy and His Blob. It was like the worst, uh, the hardest game yeah. ever. Yeah, it's super hard. Because you, you have to throw little jelly beans to the blob. To make them do stuff. But it was hard to get the blob to like catch the, the jelly, jelly beans. Bean. Just the most basic function of the game. You couldn't do. Yeah. And yeah. then you didn't know what any of the jelly beans did until like after. You have to like learn. Like yeah. it was so complicated for my, and I played it when I was like under 10. Yes. And I was yeah. just like stuck on the first screen, just throwing different. Yes. I thought, and I remember being like, if you had asked me, I'd say, I love that game. Yes, me too. I don't know if I could advance past That's like awesome. the second screen. That's why Molly and Mushy works is because like a, a child with a blob is thing enough. Is, 
That's what I loved. I just like the concept. Yeah, it's like um, Elliot and E.T. in E.T. He's kind of like a blob. He's a blob like, but still, it's like. But I wish he was blobbier. I wish you could like pass through him. More Slimer like. Yeah. Totally. Like like Jello style and use him as a trampoline. Yeah, any sort of little goblin. Flubber. 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 Not at, this is uh, on the scale of blobness. This is, I would say, un, uh, like far away from the blob, but there was the Fred Savage movie, like Little Monsters. Uh, and he was like friends. He was like buddies with like a nasty monster. Really? <laughs> Played by Howie Mandel. Really? Yeah. Fred Savage. I don't Savage. Think I ever saw it. Is it good? I mean, definitely not good now, but I do remember as a kid thinking it was great because I'm pretty sure there's a piss drinking scene. Like oh, someone drinks piss and it's like mm, tangy. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like, what is this fine yeah, wine? So, I'm a yeah. connoisseur. I'm a yeah. oh, sommelier. I know this is good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, oh my you're, god, you're, you're so drinking. stupid. <laughs> yeah. You think you're cool and fancy, but you're drinking piss, man. Yeah, and then you say, like, "Oh, it's disgusting." Yeah, well, so why do you like it so much upon the first sip? Mm, yes, yeah, yeah. You could mm, doesn't make oh, sense. Oh, the flavor. Oh, that's quite interesting. Yeah, they like in a movie when they do that kind of cliche. And they're like, dude, you're drinking piss. They shouldn't spit it out. They should be like, that's crazy (laughs) because I do like it. (laughs) You know, it shouldn't change your interpretation of what you experience. That's true. It's not like you're going to really get sick from it. No, you seems you or if you were, you were going to get it like right away. So you may as well glug it down. The first time you drink it, if you're not, if you're enjoying the taste, then you don't spit it out when they say it's piss. Right. You say, oh my gosh. Really? I, w- I should drink more piss. Maybe like, yeah, is, this Bottle just this changes stuff. my thinking about piss. <laughs> right, but it's certainly not going to stop me from. Yeah. Uh, like, this uh, is so good. Yeah. I wonder if my piss tastes like this. Yeah. I was thinking about that, like, it's, and then we'll get back to the Bible. But yeah. also recently I was watching a thing where, and you know, it, this all come full circle, but like in movies or TV where someone is revealed to be the crazy killer after like a mm-hmm. long mystery. And it was like, someone who seemed normal at the time mm-hmm. and they're like that's right mm-hmm. and like suddenly they're like crazy they crazy. finally the freedom to like, be crazy i'm crazy and they're like <laughs> skittering up the walls and they look yes. all wide-eyed and it's yeah. like well just being revealed to be crazy you like you, were you wouldn't change in. yeah you weren't it's like you would just be like you're right i'm demented right but you'd be as suave and normal as you ever were. But I guess for them, it's it just is it's so freeing. Like now the like, cat's holding out of the it bag. in. I was trying not to be crazy because um, then um, uh, Roger Rabbit. You know, he's like really he- like held together and uptight, and then he goes not right. to give it oh, away, right. guys. And no oh spoiler. yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, bleep that. <laughs> bleep it out, Cooper. Um. And then I actually, and I won't even give this one away because I had never seen it till recently, but so I married an axe murderer. Uh-huh. Did you ever see that? Yeah, a long time ago. I mean, I barely remember. I have to say, I thought it was actually probably one of the best plotted out comedy, like uh, broad comedies, mm. mainstream comedies, I should say, mm-hmm. in terms of like it is a murder mystery right. a little bit. And I thought they did a good job because I feel like most big comedies sort of fall apart in the third act because it's like because they were we designed the to be that yes yeah we did all the funny stuff now and we, now have we to actually do... have to like be serious for a second and like tie things up right which is oftentimes pretty boring right but this one i thought for an okay movie that's you know aged me- mediocrely hmm. is that a phrase sure. mediocrely i understand um, it but i was like oh that's like 
I felt like pretty beefy for like the end of uh comedy does this have movie. to do with the, murder, the Bible? The, you know, you're saying like I'm not going to spoil. I don't want to spoil who it something. is because they do they do that thing. Oh, of, where they're like, I am the crazy one. Ha ha ha! Finally, ha, I can finally I could be, be totally nuts. nuts. <laughs> That's how craziness works. I was holding yeah. it in. Yeah, it's very <laughs> craziness is controllable. You become like Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I've controlled it this whole time, but not enough. But not enough to not be crazy. Kill. And then now I can finally be free and be you the either crazy. are or you not. That's like my point. It's like if you're a sociopath who's killing people, yeah. you can keep it together even after people are like, I know it's you. Right. You'd be like, whatever. That's why um, Hannibal Lecter is good. He's sort of consistent. Cool as a cucumber the whole time. The whole time. But you're like, this guy's so crazy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have to do anything that crazy. Yeah. He'll just say a crazy thing a little bit. Give you a hint of craziness. Don't get me started on him. I mean, they could talk because you like him or don't like him. No, I do like. Him. Okay, <laughs> you're like I hate that guy. <laughs> He's so I crazy. Like I hate him. him. I don't like his choices. No way. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I disagree with a lot but of the things he does. I respect the hell out of him. He's like God in uh, the Bible. Well, I'm just like he's interesting because he's very super powered. He mm-hmm. like has incredible everything. Mm-hmm. It's like an amazing drawer. He can smell really well. It's mm-hmm. like every. It's like just interesting. It's like his psychoness has given him incredible powers. Sort of like God. Ah. He's like so powerful that it's made him nuts or vice versa. Or vice versa, but, like, but the power is and the nuts is, is mad hand in hand. So I guess um, Silence of the Lambs is based on the Bible. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Did I say how many people were in the house of Marari? Probably. Okay. Well, there was a number. And the chief of the house of the father of the families of Marari was Zuriel, the son of Abihail. These shall pitch on the side of the tabernacle northward. And under the custody and charge of the sons of Merari shall be the boards of the tabernacle and the bars thereof and the pillars thereof and the sockets thereof and the vessels thereof and all that serveth thereto and the pillars of the court round about and their sockets and their pins and their cords. So they're like the gaffers. Is that the electrician sort of like you guys are going to wind up the the cords? You guys do the lights, the electric? Yeah, I'm curious who gets the curtains. I I think they do get to that. But those that encamp before the tabernacle toward the east, even before the tabernacle of the congregation eastward, shall be Moses and Aaron and his sons, keeping the charge of the sanctuary for the charge of the children of Israel and the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death. All that were numbered of the Levites, which Moses and Aaron numbered at the commandment of the Lord throughout their families and all the males from a month old and upward were twenty and two thousand. And the Lord said unto Moses, Number all the firstborn of the males of the children of Israel from a month old and upward and take their number of their names. And thou shalt take the Levites for me, I am the Lord, instead of all... I've never seen that before. This is great. Yeah. In parentheses. Wait, what? Usually he says, I am the Lord at the end of his spiel. Mm-hmm. This one, he's so... It's such a tick that they put it in parentheses in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> Which uh, verse is that? Verse 41. And thou shalt take oh, the Levites for me, I am the Lord, instead of all <laughs> the firstborn among the children of Israel. Lord. I'm the Lord. I'm the Lord. And the cattle of the Levites, instead of all the firstlings among the cattle of the children of Israel. It seems like Moses was even like annoyed by it at that time, if he's the one writing this. Like he didn't even want to put in the I am the Lord in there. And put in parentheses. But by putting in parentheses, he's almost pointing out like just how annoying and how like, like nutty it's, it is. It's just obsessive. I am the Lord. Says I am it, the Lord. This guy says it like in the middle of a thought. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. It's am compulsive Lord. at this point. <laughs> I'm the Lord. I'm the Lord. I'm the Lord. I'm the Lord. I am. I am the Lord. That's how I'd start this movie. This, oh like, if I did God. the Joker, like, yes. or not the Joker, just Joker, but like, just called God. God. I'm I'd just like, he's in the mirror. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Because I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. And you're like, jeez. <laughs> Whoa, this guy this is crazy. Nuts. I hope this guy has no power. And they're like, uh oh. Like, oh, this is how he got into power. Dang. 
That would be cool. Yeah, I like that. God, almost like origin story. God origin, R-rated origin story. Well, you know, they don't really have that in here, right? It's like God created the earth no. and the heavens. Prequel. You know, prequel. Yeah, you got the, the sequel. Let's bring it back. Yeah. How did God get there? Boy, we've got a lot of great ideas. And I feel like that could be a DC comic Property? or something. Yeah. Property. Sort of superpowers. Check your email. Well, I guess I haven't heard this episode yet. Not yet, but I will. As soon but as I get an email from DC, you'll be the first. They to have know. like a, a an assistant, like a junior editor who's right now running down like Los Angeles, <laughs> like sweating, like yes. to get to his boss before they start. They announce their 2022 slate. Holding like a piece of paper for some Holding reason. Holding a piece of paper why. even though it's a he, podcast. Oh, he writes Bible Brothers and slams it against the window. And they're like, excuse me yes. a second. Yeah. What is it? Yes. And, he, and he, he's like, he sees it and he's like, Ugh. and he like clicks on the, la- on you know, the and time code. And it's like Molly and Mushy and uh, the God prequel and just a good Batman story. And then he goes back, <laughs> and he goes back on stage for like the keynote address or whatever that he's giving. He goes, actually... These have been canceled. And, and then it's like, like Whoa. <laughs> this is the new <laughs> DC, future of DC and slaps it on the wall. With the Bible. Like, please welcome Dan Klein and Robert. Like, yeah, I don't know. We had these ideas and um, I don't, we haven't really thought through at all. Yeah. <laughs> we're at Comic-Con. Yeah, we're at Comic-Con and investors are there and they're like, we want to put more money. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine how much pressure that would be? No, uh, then we'd have to... Then the I don't even day, like thinking about this fantasy. And then they're like, okay, like write like an episode write of Molly and Mushy. You're like, right. I don't want to do that. Uh, uh, I would rather write Molly and Mushy. I, if you'll, I'll write that if you write the God, God prequel. God prequel? You're like, I don't know where he came from. That's crazy. <laughs> it's just, I can't do that. I was that. talking out of my ass and now like, I'm like... <laughs> Have this big deal with DC Comics. It's so much like pressure. They ask for like ideas and like roundtable discussions every day. Yeah. Like with executives who I don't like don't like anything. me. <laughs> I think even it was, I'm doing it now, but Robert was the one kind of with the idea. That's what I would do is I would oh, you throw, throw you under, under the, the bus. bus. That's fair. <laughs> Actually, if you guys listen back to that, it was Robert. Who said I know it. he's busy with Molly and Mushy, but I'll take what he's already come up with on that. So well, I'll just take over. I'll just follow <laughs> we, up on the Molly and Mushy. Yeah, we keep trying to get back on Molly and Mushy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it does seem like from here, Robert might be better to kind of take it forward and I'll check where he's at with Molly and Mushy and just kind of fiddle with that. Ugh, tough. I hate, I hate the pressure. The pressure would be tough. I've never really been faced with that amount of pressure, so it's still sort of pretend to me. Yeah. It doesn't sound fun, even imagining it. No. It'd be cool if we delivered. Dude, if we rocked it out. And they're like, this is like an amazing prequel. (laughs) This is so good. You guys figured it out. Uh, What a relief. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we would feel. It wasn't worth the money. It wasn't worth the pressure. Getting off the hook. (laughs) I don't know how I don't know how I got past that. But then you'd have to write like a Star Wars or something. You're like, oh boy. Oh yeah, you think they're letting me go if it's a big hit? Like, no way. All no. right. Well, now make the sequel to the Bible <sighs> or the prequel to the prequel. <sighs> okay. It never ends. I have to oh. staring at that blank page. And you know, DC isn't <sighs> paying the big bucks. No. Well, they've got maybe got some money from their Batman's and Batman like and for Superman the features was extremely or the comic successful. book side. Oh, I'm thinking features. Oh, okay. You're thinking comics. Yeah. No thanks, guys. You know what? No, Sorry. I don't. If you're <laughs> if you're a DC person, and don't worry about the email. Your boss right now. <laughs> Slow down. And you're still listening to the podcast. Yeah, stop. Slow down. Let's talk first. Maybe, maybe. we would have some parameters about how what we can do and how we can we do it. We had a team. If we had a team, we'd have to have a team first, and 
They sure as hell are going to be doing a lot of the work. We, <laughs> we had our own Levites. <laughs> we had our own, like, you know, kick-ass team of great writers. Yeah, I'd love to manage them. I'll take, like, if we had, like, a Damon Lindelof, mm-hmm. we get to manage them, though. Yeah, <laughs> Damon the- Lindelof, Brian K. Vaughn. Who's he? Oh, comic book guy. Yeah, he did, um, like, Why the Last Man, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, ended yeah. up writing for Lost. Okay. Yeah, if we had him. Yeah. Then we're good. Then so we're good. start running again. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Right. Keep running. We're good. All right. Where were we? Thank you. Thanks for taking that time to listen to us. Yeah. Where are we here? Okay. Yeah, verse 42. And Moses numbered as the Lord commanded him all the firstborn among the children of Israel. Don't like that. And all the firstborn males by the number of names from a month old and upward of those that were numbered of them were 20 and 2,203 score and 13. That's interesting. That one sounds like an exact number, whereas the other ones have felt more like estimates. Mm. You know, it's like he's got forty. You mean like 000. ending on like a thirteen? Yeah, that, so this one seems like exact, mm, too exact. And maybe they did that to make it be like, no, that that's you know they put a specific in there to make it feel real. Yes, I've heard that like a negotiation tactic that you shouldn't end on a like a zero or something because like yeah. it makes it seem like the number just, you threw out was like off the top of your dome and there was no yeah. like math involved. Interesting. Yeah. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel, and the cattle of the Levites instead of their cattle, and the Levites shall be mine. I am the Lord. Okay, so now he's gone from counting them to take them. And now that they're counted, they're mine. (laughs) And for those that are to be redeemed of the 203 score and 13 of the firstborn of the children of Israel, which are more than the Levites, thou shalt even take five shekels apiece by the pole after the shekel of the sanctuary shalt thou take them. Uh, parentheses, the shekel is 20 geras, and thou shalt give the money wherewith the odd number of them is to be redeemed unto Aaron and to his sons. And Moses took the redemption money of them that were over and above them that were redeemed by the Levites. Of the firstborn of the children of Israel took he the money, a thousand three hundred and three score and five shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary. And Moses gave the money of them that were redeemed unto Aaron and to his sons according to the word of the Lord as the Lord commanded Moses the end. Wait, so Aaron got the money? Yeah, I guess my question is like, what's the deal with the money? <laughs> like they're who's, they're trading. Like who is getting who's paid? Getting paid? Who's paying? It sounds Are like they just giving it to themselves. I, it sounded like here's my here's I'm sure I'm wrong. Here's where I'm at is that I'm taking the Levites. Or okay, you counted the Israelites. Wait, who did they count? The, they just counted. I think all these people were Levites. Yeah, but then they also. Count- oh, then they counted Israelites. Yes, they. Counted and then the they're like, there. okay, so we got these two counts. I'm taking the Levites. I'm not going to take the Israelites, but they are going to have to pay. Oh, a little tax. A little tax to not get taken. And where are the Levites going? Because don't they have response? It's just like they're in my possession. I don't know, and I could be wrong. It doesn't make sense what I said. It's just like that's just what I gleaned. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm shocked that a book that is starting off by counting people to go to war has ended with him exchanging like some money yeah for people yeah this took a turn for a dark turn <laughs> dark turn is really weird numbers is crazy numbers is crazy is it long yeah um, uh, yeah it's shorter it's chapters and le- shorter than the other ones yeah i really don't know where it's going how could you i mean right there's just no, no way. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and so it's crazy. So it's great. Yes. And in conclusion, it's crazy. And we're ending this chapter on a very ominous note, exchanging some money and then giving Aaron like a kickback. Good work out there. <laughs>
Yeah, dark. <sighs> yeah, like how does Aaron and how do Aaron and Moses feel about this? I, I mean, I just it sounds like they just do every. They're just taking you have it. to. But I would love to see a scene with Aaron and Moses being like, like talking about it. And it's like, which one do you think is talking to the like? I think one whose head is to the grindstone. One character is like, I think. All right, we're Moses doing this, is, and like as they're doing it, one of the more agitator one is like, what do you think about all this? Like, and I he's like, so. don't talk about it. Let's just keep working. And he's like, but it's crazy. It's, isn't it crazy? Starting to number people. Do you think Moses is the? I think he's got his nose because he's he's so in it and he's. And he's getting less abused than Aaron. Exactly. And I also think it just like wouldn't be as powerful for Moses to say that to Aaron. Mm -hmm. I could see Aaron also being like, yeah, but I could see Moses just like defending God because he's seen his wrath. Yeah. He kind of like is like just takes it more. Yeah. yeah, You get the sense that he just doesn't talk. Aaron, don't do this. It's like, I'm going to say something. I'm going to talk to him. Aaron, don't. Do not talk to him. He's not to be reasoned with. Yeah. At least it's like conjuring up money. like other ways it could go. Mm-hmm. It's giving me something numbers. It's true. I mean, I'm certainly freaked out by God right now. Unsettled. Yeah, unsettled in a way that I hadn't been before. But it was like, God, this power. Before he was just like, man, you're an idiot. Or right. like you're a little off your rocker. Right. And you have some problems. You should go to therapy. But like it's now he's like in power. Yeah, it feels uh, like very Trumpian or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's like kind of clown until it got serious. Yeah, now he's like systematically doing some things that I am truly frightened by. Yeah. So oh, that's fun. That's fun. Good <laughs> to, to, to way be to frightened start in the, the middle weekend. of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to just like be driving home and just like, kind of thinking uh, about it. Yeah. Like, it's uh, a little jilted. Honey, what happened? You look. Whoa, pale nothing just no i just recorded my fun podcast my funny with comedy my podcast i'm gonna <laughs> go <Yeah. laughs> i need to have a seat yeah can can you turn off or keep the lights on dan you're <laughs> trembling <laughs> i don't think i can be here anymore <laughs> what uh well you know what's really exciting for me is that it's really hot outside so i'm probably just gonna go home and play mario mm. with my son because he likes watching me play oh yeah That's yeah and if you guys yeah we were talking about maybe just switching this whole podcast to be about <laughs> video games yeah. at least with the page the patreons yeah we might do a live stream of us playing video games would you like that we would like it we it seems like it's necessary now that like god has like really scared us to just take a little break. Actually, they just came out with like a Mario Golf. Hmm. We could do that. Sounds relaxing. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun. I don't really like golf. I hated golf until a previous podcast I had was called Make Me Like It that you were on. Oh, yeah. And our first episode was about golf because I was going to try and do a whole podcast about trying things. someone trying to get me to like golf. Uh-huh. Well, the whole oh, thing the was, whole thing about, was golf. about golf. But that was like too difficult to like oh. deal with. Or I just gotcha. didn't know how. But I've started to like golf only because of the pandemic. There was nothing to do. And so I went to that pitch and putt course in Los Feliz. Like, okay. And that was like fun because I was outside. Oh. But if I had to actually play golf, I think I would still hate it. So hot. It's so hot. You can't go on a hot day. Well, if yeah. So uh, that's a good plug. Listen to Dan's other golf. podcast about golf. Uh, yeah. Make me like it. Yeah. Make me like it. I think Cooper had heard it. That's how I think he had maybe know, known about this. Cooper. Yeah. Uh, put in a beep sound if if that was right. <laughs> Cooper, play a beep, and how what what will that mean to? Oh, and then the audience will know. Oh, Cooper heard that that you were right, and Cooper boop. heard it. So boop. Yeah, give us a boop. Otherwise, give us those five stars. Don't be chintzy with the stars. Just have fun. Let's give us this. if you haven't given us five Summertime. stars, do it please. If you, I mean, if you've gone this far, you five five star it up. Send a comment that just says love, love it, love it, love cool, cool show. 
Cool show, Duncan on it. Good show, Duncan. Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> cool show, Duncan. I think, and we'll know what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, tell people about us. Email me at BibleBrothersPodcast at gmail.com. Talk to us on social and keep reading those Bibles. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.